It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Sorry, everyone. How's everybody this afternoon? Good. Thank you. Thank you, Gloria. Good. Thank you. Hey, well, good afternoon again, and welcome to the Saturday evening worship service of Refuge from the Storm Conference Call Church. Today is the third Saturday in November, November the 18th. Again, welcome on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, Refuge from the Storm Church. And we are a ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. And as always, it's our desire to reach and serve targeted individuals in North America and around the world. We know your Saturdays are just full of activities, but we're so happy that you took the time to be with us as we worship the Lord. Please invite a friend next Saturday and be encouraged throughout this worship service. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise from the upright is beautiful. Bear with me for a moment. Uh, our worship serving team today will consist of Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, who will deliver the preach word, the message of the hour. Elder Carolyn Cunningham will again serve as our, our very dedicated worship leader. Sister Cassandra Lewis is our talk show manager and our music coordinator. Sister Elka Morris will lead us in an opening song, and we greatly appreciate that. And uh, Pastor Black, excuse me, Cassandra Lewis will lead us in our altar prayer. Let me please share with you a few announcements for the coming week and for the coming few months. Again, I'd like to recognize all of those of you who have November birthdays. Happy birthday. Please join us on Wednesday night for our small group study. Red, the Red Sea Rules. This coming Wednesday, we'll be studying rule number four, which is entitled Pray, P-R-A-Y, Pray. The scripture is Exodus, the 14th chapter and the 10th verse. 
And that verse reads, when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. So again, our subject will be pray. Minister Juanita Purdy would like to invite you, as always, to join us for our Saturday morning prayer team ministry call. And that begins at 8.30 a.m. Pacific Time, 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Next month, uh, Minister Purdy will be leading us in uh, an atomic prayer and praise 10-hour marathon. That's going to be on Tuesday, December the 19th from 6 a.m. to 4 p.m., and that's a 10-hour prayer and praise marathon. And uh, she's opening it up to volunteers and really requesting that members and those listeners, even if you're a new listener and you want to participate, volunteers are needed each hour of that marathon. So that's a 10-hour marathon. So please note, and next week, uh, well, actually this week it is in a newsletter, So please just jot it down on your personal calendar. And if you'd like to volunteer, and we pray that you will, please email Sister Purdy at the email address that's in the newsletter. Also, I'd like to mention, and it is included in the newsletter this week, Pastor Millicent is planning um, Advent activities that will coincide with our Saturday services leading up to Christmas. And Advent, of course, is a celebration in anticipation and remembrance, a commemoration of the birth of Christ, and looking forward in anticipation to his second coming. So each Saturday, starting next Saturday, yeah, next Saturday, uh, Pastor is looking for volunteers to participate in the worship service through special Advent poems, special reflections, and special Advent readings. So please reach out to Pastor Millicent at mgrace321 at gmail.com. Also, Pastor is planning a special Christmas Eve candlelight service, and uh, she will determine pretty soon whether that's going to be held in conjunction with our regular Saturday service on the December 23rd, it will be the next day on the 24th. And again, we're asking for volunteers to participate. Uh, in this in this case, we will ask you to contact Elder Carolyn Cunningham. And I apologize, I don't have her new email address right in front of me. My apologies, but I will include it in the newsletter next week. And if you would really like to participate, because this will take a you know a little time for them to get the information to you, you can email us at refugefromstorm at aol.com, and I will uh, make sure I get uh, Elder Carolyn's email address to you. And don't forget, Elder Carolyn Cunningham is still offering the Christian devotionals and Christian books to be gifted to anyone who desires to expand their library and their uh, add to their reading materials. Uh, that information is also included in the newsletter. Uh, 
again on our prayer list, please please continue to pray for Belgium activist Melanie Richton. I'm I'm sorry, I'm probably mispronouncing it. Please forgive me. Uh, she has been released, but it's, to our knowledge, her baby has not been released to her custody. So please be in continued prayer for her. Pray for Pastor Millicent and her family and for all of the Refuge from the Storm church members. Our focus is on family prayer for our children, grandchildren, and all descendants yet to be born throughout all the generations. We want to pray that uh, God's purpose, plan, and provision and protection is manifested in their lives, in all of their lives. Please pray for all the leaders of the advocacy groups and all of the projects that they have planned for the end of the year and the coming year. So some of those leaders will be Derek, Ella, and Neil. Just a closing word once again, the body of Christ is not just one member but many. Not one can say that we have no need of the other. We need each other. If one member suffers, we all suffer. If another is honored, then we all rejoice with him or her. Thank you so much for listening to the announcements. Uh, now I will call on Sister Elka Morris to lead us in an opening song, after which uh, Elder Carolyn will lead us through the remaining service. Thank you for your attention. I'm singing um, Saved by the Blood. Saved by the blood of the crucified one Now ransomed from sin and a new work begun Sing praise to the Father and praise to the Son Saved by the blood of the crucified one Saved, glory I'm saved Glory I'm saved my sins are all pardoned, my guilt is all gone. Save glory, I'm saved. I'm saved by the blood of the crucified one. Saved by the blood of the crucified one. The angels rejoicing because it is done. A child of the Father joined heir with the Son. Saved by the blood of the crucified one. Save glory, I'm saved. Save glory, I'm saved. My sins are all pardoned, my guilt is all gone. I'm saved by the blood of the crucified one. Saved by the blood of the crucified one. The will of the Father at Calvary is done. Great price of my pardon, his precious son. Saved by the blood of the crucified one. Saved, glory I'm saved. My sins are all pardoned, my guilt is all gone. Saved, glory I'm saved. I'm saved by the blood of the crucified one. Saved by the blood of the crucified one. All hail to the Father, all hail to the Son, all hail to the Spirit, the great three in one. Saved by the blood of the crucified one. Save glory, I'm saved. Save glory, I'm saved. 
my sins are all pardoned, my guilt is all gone. And I'm saved by the blood of the crucified one. Amen. 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 The scripture today is taken from the second book of Corinthians, chapter 4, verses 8 through 18. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believed, and therefore I spoke. We also believe, and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sake, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man and woman is perishing, yet the inward man and woman is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary but the things which are not seen are eternal. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for giving your servant Paul the words to encourage us on this difficult journey. We stand victoriously in our spirits each and every day in your love, Father God, in the strength of Jesus and through the power of your Holy Spirit. In spite of Satan's trickery, we still stand. Our reputations are intact with you, Father God, through the salvation of your Son, Jesus Christ. We may have lost many worldly things, but you provide for all of our earthly and spiritual needs. Help us to see through your eyes that this is indeed true and to offer to you our prayers of thanksgiving each day to renew our faith and trust in you, Father God. We thank you, Jesus, Son of God, for your life within us, regardless of the physical and mental damage the enemy does. Satan can never overpower your greatness, Jesus, inside of us and outside of us, for you overcame death, O Holy One, and you've already overcome this enemy too. For you control us. For you told us in Luke eighteen twenty seven that what is impossible for mortals is possible for God. Amen, amen, and amen.
Now we'll have a praise song, which will be followed by the altar prayer, which Sister Cassandra will present.
Amen. Today's altar prayer is taken from Hebrews 4.16, which says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Let us pray. Lord, we come before your throne right now with confidence, knowing that because we are your children, your mercy is extended to us. We need your mercy and grace to be manifested in our lives in great measure today. We face difficult things, and we know we cannot meet these challenges without your help. Lord, enable us to walk through them successfully or lift us out of them completely. We know you will bring good out of the difficult times we go through, and we thank you for the miracles you will do in our lives in the process. Lord, we do worship you above all things. We praise you and proclaim that you are Lord over everything in our lives. Thank you that you are more powerful than any of life's storms that we must walk through. We ask you to help us in the situations we are in now and the difficult things that we face. We pray that you will give us the desires of our hearts concerning these situations. And we thank you, Lord, that when we cry out to you, you hear our prayers and will answer. We believe and we ask these things in the name of your precious Son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Cassandra, for your very moving prayer of petition. Now we'll have a recorded praise song, which will be followed by our weekly message delivered today by Pastor Reverend Nelson Black.
Good afternoon. For each of you, I'm not sure what causes the music to become so distorted other than those who are our opposers, those who don't want to see us come boldly before the throne of grace or enter into a time of praise and worship. But we can rise above that by just determining in our own spirit that we will praise and worship God. It is a distraction to have that distortion in the song because it's such a beautiful song. The um, the singer is asking God to order her steps in the word. She says, I want to walk worthy, my calling to fulfill. If you'll order my steps, I'll do your blessed will. For the world is ever changing, but you are still the same. So, Lord, order my steps, and I'll praise your name. And that could be our prayer this afternoon as we enter into this time of sharing from the word of God. Order my steps as we think about it and talk about it. Uh, and I actually didn't didn't plan it this way, but sort of, kind of not at all. Um, but the song is so fitting as we go into the word this afternoon. I give God thanks and praise for each of you who are with us this afternoon. Uh, it's storming here in Tennessee. I'm not sure where what it's doing where you are. Probably you are having a, a sunny day. Uh, we also pray that uh, that Minister Doris Scott's uh, conference has gone well during the day today. They were meeting over in Maryland, I believe, and um, so we pray that they've had a, a glorious time in the Lord. I don't take it lightly that you are here with us today because you could have chosen to be anyplace else, especially if the sun has been shining. But you chose to set aside some time to come and worship God with us. You know, I, I'd like to remind you there's something about that corporate anointing. That's when we put our little pieces of the anointing together and we have a crescendo, not for our benefit, but that we would share with God of the love we have for him because he first loved us. I'm always proud to acknowledge all those who participate in the services each week, and so thank you for the part you play in what God is doing in this hour. Again, um, Sister Gloria, you've done a beautiful job with the newsletter, and I do like to make mention of that because it carries in it the announcements of the ministry for the week and for the month, and it encourages you in your offering and your time of giving, and it encourages you also to share in times of prayer with others who are in need. So if you are not receiving that beautiful uh, newsletter that is chock full of encouragement, both in um, Jesus' beautiful little scripture cards as well as the devotions that are presented there, one this week by uh, Sister Gloria and another one by, by uh, Elder Carolyn. So if you aren't getting the news week, uh, the newsletter each week, you are missing a very big blessing. Do let us know if you are not receiving it. To God be the glory. We live all across the East United States, from California to Washington, D.C., from St. Louis, Missouri to Washington State, from Florida to Canada, and you would not know that we're working together by God's grace through a conference call. Between the conference call and the email, I tell you, God allows us to get it taken care of. Our scripture this afternoon comes from John chapter 4, verses 7 through 18, and it reads as thus, 
John 4, 7 through 18. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. But his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that's saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to her, sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well and drank from it himself and his sons and his cattle? Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. The water that I shall give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus. We come to thank you, God, for this afternoon. We thank you, God, for what you have done for us, even throughout the day, how you have cared for us, how you have have blessed us, how you have prevented our enemies to have their full desire against us, God. Thank you. And so, Lord, as we turn towards the word, God, the word that you said can't come home empty-handed, but that it must accomplish what you please and prosper in, in us because you sent it to us. The word, oh God, that we will take as the lamp unto our feet and the light unto our path, God. The word, oh God, that the word says you uphold the world by the power of your word. We turn to that word, oh God, and we ask you to show us, oh God, the mysteries in it that concerns us. Give us grace and favor as we listen and hear from the word of the living God. And God, thank you. But as we listen and as we hear, oh God, that it turns into living water on the inside of us, that it will spring up from the well, that you have dug down on the inside of us, oh God, in which you have planted your precious Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, rise up in us. Holy Spirit, rise up in us. Holy Spirit, rise up in us. In Jesus' name, amen. The, the title of the message this afternoon is The Washing with the water called the word. The washing with the water called the word. Have you ever found yourself in a place or in a relationship where you just felt dirty? Have you ever been so thirsty that you would do almost anything for water? Remember the old movies that showed a man in the desert and he was crawling across the desert just dying from thirst, and suddenly he sees a mirage, and that mirage is of a cool, um, blue or clear spring. He crawls over to the mirage, and just as he's about to fill his mouth with water, he realizes that all he has is dust. Well, in our message today, we find a Samaritan woman who is suffering from being ostracized because of what appears to be sin. She was, to the other women of Samaria, too dirty for them to associate with. And we find Jesus not dying of thirst, but dying to save this woman's 
thirsty soul. And he did die, not just for the Samaritan woman, but for the people of Samaria and for the people of Israel, for the people of the world, and for you and for me. This text opens with Jesus coming to Samaria, where he meets a woman at a well at noon. Samaria is located in the region of Palestine. Scholars have voiced differences of opinion as to whether the detour through Samaria was because of the geographical, convenience, or for theological reasons. However, it soon becomes clear that the mission for which Jesus says he must needs go through Samaria turned into an evangelistic message that brought understanding of true worship to the entire region. Not only was this an evangelistic assignment, it was also a mission of freedom and acceptance for a woman in that town. This woman was about to be freed from being outcast and become a lesson of inclusion in the beloved for the people of Samaria. She was about to become liberated from the very life that had caused her to be shut out and isolated. What the devil used to bring her down, Jesus was about to use to bring her back up. And you could put your name in this story. For haven't we all been, and are we not all even now, some most often being treated like a Samaritan woman? Jesus' conversation with the Samaritan woman is said to be one of the longest dialogues in the four Gospels. The fact that Jesus spoke to this woman was breaking the traditions and the custom of the Jews during the first century. There were two strikes against this woman. First, she was not purebred and not accepted by the culture. Second, she was a woman. The Samaritans were a people of mixed blood and was brought to the area much like the slaves of Africa. According to Reverend Maxine Thomas, the Samaritan woman was plagued by racism, sexism, and classism. This woman experienced racism because of her mixed blood. She experienced sexism because she was a woman. And classism affected her because they were considered a poor class of people. Yet 13 times Jesus is recorded to have made conversation with her in Jacob's well. Being at the well indicates that both people had a thirst for water. This is the first time that Jesus displays his humanity by acknowledging that he's thirsty. The second time was on the cross at Calvary. The time of day is described as noon, which indicates that the woman was coming to the well at a time that the other townspeople were not to come there. She was hiding or trying to stay away from the jibs and the jobs of the other women. That she met a man at the well who was actually willing to have conversation with her was an unexpected occurrence. So the conversation opened over the topic of water. Jesus asked for water. The woman in her surprise did not know how to respond except by asking a question herself, and that question was, why are you asking me for water? She was speaking of H2O from Jacob's well, and he was talking about a water that could only be provided from the well within. Her question led to his answer and the dialogue that gave Jesus an opportunity to introduce the subject of salvation. 
Jewish custom was that a Jewish man did not speak to an unknown woman, nor was a Jewish rabbi to speak with a woman in public at all. Also, Jews were not to have any social interaction with Samaritans, not at all. Now, there are customary uses for water. Those ones that we're used to is cooking, bathing, and cleaning. But what else can we do with water besides drink it? We use water to clean scrapes and scratches. Water can be used to cool burns and steam. Water can be used to wash away dirt and stain. It is these other accepted uses for water that Jesus is about to introduce to the woman. It is this conversation with the rabbi that will change the course of her whole life and deliver her from those haters who use their hang-ups to keep her shut down, shut out, and held back in life. The most important part of the exchange between Jesus and the Samaritan woman was the question asked by Jesus in verse 16, in which Jesus asked the woman about her husband. This issue about the husband turned into a declaration by Jesus that she was not only living in sin with the current man in her life, but she had six men that she had called husband, five of which she no longer belonged to. Theologians thought she was evading the question by asking another question. However, it is believed that this woman was a sinner and that she had lived an immoral life. Now, was this American woman in multiple marriages because she couldn't feed the meat? Could she not cook or clean? Did she not please them in bed? What if the man just wanted someone else and used law to send her away? What if she could not have children and this made her unwanted? The law of Moses allowed a man to divorce his wife if she did not please him by giving her a certificate. The Levitical law says that only the man can initiate a divorce and gave specific reasons for which this act can take place. Where a dowry was involved, the dowry had to be returned to the family of the woman when the man left her. In some instances, there were reasons for which the man could be made to continue to care for the woman. Moses said he issued a writ of divorce to keep the man from killing the woman in order to get rid of her? What if she was trapped in an arranged marriage like Tamar or the Levite's concubine? In any event, the first century culture in which a woman was without a son or a husband became a castaway. She was open for abuse and extortion by the unscrupulous and the unethical. Reverend Thomas described her as a woman of depression, doubt, and fear. Even in today's society, few women want to be without a man in her life. Then comes Jesus. One thing that is observed about Jesus' interaction with women of that day is that he never left them like he found them. If they needed healing, they were healed. If they needed deliverance, they were delivered. If they needed money, it was provided. Can you use Jesus in your life today? The women in Jesus' circle were such that he not only healed and delivered, 
but he restored and raised to a level of honor they could have never gotten to him to without him. Do you remember what he did with the woman who had been bowed over 18 years? He not only raised her up, but freed her from what had from what had her bent over. And then remember the woman with the issue of blood. She had spent all of her money on doctors, actually, and they could not cure the problem. But where the doctors failed, Jesus prevailed. And her cry was, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. So what did Jesus bring to this woman who had suffered rejection, abuse, and mistreatment? What was in the secret of the water that he directed his path to meet this woman at a well? How long had he known of the thirst in her soul that only the spirit could satisfy? It was a recognition of who Jesus was based on his answers to her questions that she saw him be a prophet. The theological mission of the text begins to unveil as the Samaritan woman raises the issue of worship. At this point, her past is replaced by the presence of the man who could tell all she had ever done and keep talking to her as a display of the love of God. Here, Jesus represents the church. He represents forgiveness. He represents mercy. He represents compassion. He represents restitution. As a representative of today's missionary church, Jesus represents the external care of the body of Christ to a sister in distress. The church of the living God is to act as the neighbors of old and come to the aid of a sister who needs her scratches and scrapes cleansed and bound by the hands of mercy. She needs her burns and blisters of a bad relationship cooled by the water of compassion. She needs the dirt and stain of ugly words soothed by the words of kindness. As a representative of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jesus presents forgiveness, healing, restoration, and elevation. We then, that's you and me, as representatives of Jesus can do no less. There is a mantle, a mandate left by Jesus to love one another. In answering the question about the greatest commandment, Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. In John 25, 40, Jesus tells the church, inasmuch as you do it to the least of these, my little ones, you do it unto me. That's acts of love, acts of kindness. And so what does Jesus say to us? We are to love first God, then our neighbor, then ourselves. We're to show care and concern for our neighbor. We're to show compassion and mercy for our neighbor. We're to show understanding for our neighbor, just like we seek to be understood. 
Outwardly, this woman received cleansing from her past and status in the kingdom of God. She also received respect, acceptance, and validation by a man of the Jewish community. Inwardly, she received a new life from the living water, a quench for her thirst that would never end, a right to worship God wherever she was, and she received a self-respect that could not be changed by the dictates of society. So when we need cleansing, the songwriter talks about the blood of Jesus. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Then there's another song that says the blood that Jesus shed for me way back on Calvary will never lose its power. So whether you need water for cleansing scratches and bruises or water for washing away a sting or a bite or water for cooking, no matter what the need, the results will be the same if we use the living water that comes from within. So when we find that living water, we shall not thirst again. Amen. 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 Thank Amen. For your inspiring message of cleansing and renewal with the word of God. Thank you. Now we'll have a praise and celebration song, which will be followed by the invitation to discipleship. Reverend Millicent will deliver that.
Not only will he meet you at the well, but he will also help you face your mountains. And he's the one that can move them. 
And I pray that as you listen to the benefits of having Jesus meet you at a well, uh, I pray that you've been coming to the place of deciding that you need to have him meet you. I had um, a, a, a conversation with a young man one night who had been in well, he actually had been on drugs. And he said to me, he says, Nelson, what brought about a change in my life was the night I came to the place where I recognized that I could not save myself. I needed a higher power than myself to be saved. He said, so I turned my life over to Jesus. And I invite you to do that this evening. Remember that Jesus loves you. He's in all the areas that you need healing, and he's in the deliverance business. He's in the restoration business. And for those who are lonely, brokenhearted, or at the end of their road, some steps to take on the road to salvation is to admit that you cannot save yourself. Be willing to repent and turn from your sins. Believe that Jesus Christ died for you and rose again. And invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and your Savior. If you've made that decision this afternoon, then I invite you to pray after me. Dear God, I admit I cannot save myself. I want to be freed from my sin. I know that I am not, not where I want to be, and I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Please wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you pray this prayer with me and you want to unite with Refuge from the Storm Church, then I invite you to write us, send us an email at refugestorm at aol.com or mgrace321 at gmail.com. Tell us you've decided to become a member of the church, and we will be happy to explain to you more about the decision that you've made. We also invite you and encourage you to become a, a member of a Bible-based church in your local community if that is po possible. We encourage you to start reading your Bible. And also we can recommend some daily devotionals that you can find on your Internet uh, that you might be able to st be strengthened and to grow in your faith. One of them is In Touch Ministries by Dr. Charles Stanley at intouch.org, ourdailybread.org, Pastor Rick Warren offers one at pastorrick.org, and theupperroom.org. Again, if you've decided to become a member of, of our church or if you've prayed this prayer and just want to talk to us more about the decision that you've made, feel free to contact us at refugefromstorm at aol.com or mgrace321 at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend Nelson. Now we'll have our final praise song of the service, which will be followed by the benediction presented by Reverend Nelson. Ha <sighs> ha. 
covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus that great shepherd of the sheep equip you with everything good for doing his will and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever amen amen I'd like to encourage those of you who would who desire to have prayer to stay on the line after the service is ended we'll be happy to pray with you we want to remind you that on this coming, on 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 not this coming, I just want to bring it early. On uh, November twenty eighth, we'll be having our, our emotional wellness support group. We'll be starting a holiday series 
uh, whereby we'll be meeting every two weeks until after Christmas on next next Saturday, no, December the 19th. We're going to be having a, a, a prayer-thon on uh, uh, using the atomic prayer by Minister Cindy Trim. Y'all, it's a powerful, powerful prayer. If you have not read it yet, go to your um, Internet, Google Atomic Prayer by Cindy Trim, T-R-I-M-M, and then put out there PDF. There's a PDF file that shows the whole prayer. It takes an hour to pray that prayer. We're going to be praying it over a 10-hour span of time on the uh, 19th of December. That's a Friday, uh, starting at 6 a.m., I think, and ending at 4 p.m. We, I really encourage you all to, to participate. Um, we have lots of activities coming up. Our, our Advent services starting next Saturday. It's just going to be a part of the church service. If you'd like to participate, to uh, read a part one of the on one of the Saturdays, please contact us. We want you to participate. Um, then we've got our um, Christmas candlelight service coming up on Christmas Eve. I think we are going to have it on Sunday evening as a separate service. Preferably, you all can meet us there. It, it was just such a special time last year when we did it. And Christmas Eve was a time when many of those of us who have been uh, ostracized due to being non-consensual human experimentees, find ourselves alone and lonely. So meet us on that Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, for our Christmas candlelight service. So you see, we, we, I'm trying to make this as much like a regular church as possible. We just have to do it by phone. But I tell you what, God would not leave you comfortless. And so he came up with the conference called Church. Next Wednesday night is our Bible study. I think Sister Gloria says we're going to step four of the Red Sea Rules, what to do during difficult times. And I think she said that fourth prayer, uh, that fourth step is pray. So join us on Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we go further into the discussion of the Red Sea Rules, principles for living in difficult times. Again, thank you for being with us. God bless you. If you're going to stay on the call, uh, that will be fine. Sister Cassandra, if you will end the recording now, I'll appreciate it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 